cell. I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I say, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. Cut the music. <laughs> Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. This is the final episode of our recap of the Succession show series, the entire series. As Ryan so eloquently labeled it, this is the Plummies, our final show about Succession. And we are going to talk about Succession and hand out a couple of awards. Uh, alongside me is a man who coined the phrase, we hear you. Cousin <laughs> Benny, how you doing? I'm happy to be here, guys. It's a beautiful night. The stars are out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> stars are freaking blinging. And alongside us is another man who created the All Bangers All the Time playlist. One of our co-hosts and a fantastic shop-dressed man. Ryan. Thank you, Robbie. And I i mean, I am so happy that the camera only catches from this up because I <laughs> have a raging boner with that fucking turtleneck blazer combo you got going on. Well, thank you, because I have an oxygen tank ready and waiting because the circulation to my neck is uh, getting cut off as we speak. I love it. It's like being very slowly choked. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> So yeah, welcome to Let the Boys Watch. We are recapping and handing out awards for Succession Season 4 and for the entire series. Um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed listening to us three morons talk about Succession. Um, I think the plan moving forward is to talk about some movies. We'll get to that maybe a little later, but you know, don't want to make you wait too long to hear about it. Um, I think we're going to start with talking about a couple emails we got, which if you haven't emailed us or haven't in a while, please send us your movie recommendations. Send us anything. Let the, wait, no, ltbwpod at gmail.com. Ltbwpodcast Damn at gmail.com. It's in the show notes, so who gives a shit? <laughs> Um, follow us on Instagram, let the boys watch pod at Instagram. That's also in the show notes and, uh, rate us, follow us. All that bullshit helps us get a sponsor. Hopefully maybe we'll look even better for the next award show. Maybe, maybe Hugo boss can sponsor <laughs> us for the next plummies. <laughs> I did read that Connor's, uh, tuxedo was Hugo boss in his wedding. So that's, well, let me tell you, let me tell you a little something about the suit that I wore at my wedding. Oh, it was a Hugo Boss suit. So this, you know what? Guy. Without even realizing it, I am truly the head of the Conheads. Yeah, apparently. Spoiler alert! Yes, Hugo Boss designer of what uniform? <clears throat> well, let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tell me. <laughs> I think we'll be canceled. Uh, all right. Well, that's World War Two. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> He's a very famous German guy. Oh my God! Fuck him then. Yeah. I didn't know that until uh, my wedding day. 
Oh, all right. Well, anyway, edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> Didn't anticipate that at the beginning of the show. Um, that's why you listen. That's why you listen to the pod. That's right. So I think we should uh, we should start off with um, maybe you know how are we feeling a week out. So you know we got our impressions on the series finale last week. Um, but are you still thinking about the show? Uh, you know, how do you feel? Benny, let's start with you. What are you thinking oh, a week removed from the series finale? I, uh, you know, what hits hardest for me is that that fight scene at the end of, of the last episode. I've been thinking about that like over and over and over again, just how good it was and how it was the perfect culmination of everything about how Kendall, you know, I, I was listening to the podcast last week and how Anthony mentioned that that's Kendall at his most desperate and that's where you truly see who Kendall was. And I mean, that's just been my takeaway from that episode. I I really do a week out love how they ended the show. We spoke about if I wanted to, you know, extend out to a movie or a spinoff or anything like that. I'm just so content with the way that it ended. And uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier with it. Robbie, how you feel? I'm feeling good. Still thinking about it. I know uh, me and you talked about a little, a little bit, on our podcast um yeah i like i said in the beginning last week's episode and on on the going great podcast i'm so conditioned for um hollywood endings and fairy tale endings that i thought that it was going to be you know a happy ending and like this show never gave us that in all four seasons so i was kind of you know upset in the beginning and when it, when it first ended maybe because my anxiety was through the roof but <laughs> as I as I watch it a second time and as I, you know, listen to various podcasts, I'm so happy with the way it ended. I even told you that this might have been my number one show, but I'm very happy with the way it ended. Um, like Benny said, I don't want a spinoff or I don't want a, a movie five years down the road. I think it's perfectly fine the way it ended. And um, yeah, I'm happy. Still thinking about it. Still watching a few episodes here and there. So I love it and I'm happy. Nice. Well, other than talking about it with you on the Going Great podcast, uh, I have not thought about it at all. So <laughs> really, not really. I mean, other than getting ready for this show, um, nah. It's it is out of my brain. I'm done with Succession. I, like I said, whatever. I I will never rewatch this show. Like, Honestly, there's no I'm, point. I'm thinking about starting to rewatch. Man, I was You're watching crazy. It, in pre- in preparation for this, I was going through like trying to find some best of videos on Instagram just to like refresh some things in my mind, uh-huh. about, like plot lines of previous seasons. And one of my favorite things about a TV show, especially when it goes on for more than a few seasons, is when you go back and watch those first episodes with how those characters ended. Right. And just like how differently they played, how they evolved and all that kind of stuff. And just seeing like the season one season two stuff from i think roman stands out to me the most yeah with like h- how he kind of evolved and became snarkier and and you know just different overall um it makes it made me want to fire up the pilot and just get going again do we know i don't know if it, you guys have read anything or even the creators said something was this show completely mapped out like seasons one through what do we do four so mm-hmm. like was it was the whole storyline like mapped out or did things change and evolve like as the seasons go on? Do we know that? I don't know. 
I don't know how mapped out it was from the beginning. I mean, I know it definitely wasn't maybe past the first few episodes because uh, in the first episode, Roman is married and I'll put quotations around right. that. Like they never say it, but it's like implied. Kind of implied. So well, isn't it implied that he either it's his kid or like his step kid or something? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, it, when I listen to a lot of Vince Gilligan podcasts about Breaking Bad, uh-huh. he always talks about how much credit he got for like the long he played he played the long game, but he was always constantly trying to go back and like retrofit things to kind of make sense. So I I feel like this is the same way. Maybe in broad strokes, they knew how it would end, but you know, to the level of meticulously knowing each beat and each storyline, I think that they built it on the fly, kind of. Okay, because I just I was just thinking like you were saying like seeing how Roman was or seeing how other characters are. And I feel like it, there's good and bad for both when a character knows the end game for their character and can play to that a little bit. Like, so you don't realize like they're either have a look on their face or say a specific thing a certain way. I mean, I don't think that succession did that, but it was just making me think like, I don't know. I like yeah, that. Well, <laughs> as far think, as go ahead, Rob. Oh, so I do think the only thing that was changed on the fly. I think uh, Brian Cox was supposed to die in the first season, but I think that they saw what they had there and they just continued kind of like Jesse Pinkman and uh, Aaron Paul and the first season of Breaking Bad. So that's the only thing I think. I don't know if it was completely mapped out, like, like whether we're going to have Tom, you know, all along become the CEO. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, either way, just just something I was thinking out loud. I apologize for taking us off off track a little bit. Oh, that's um, what the plummies are for. That's right. Just tangents, tangents, tangents. <laughs> well, before we get into the emails, uh, do we, uh, I know we talked about this offline because you're you're too online. Um, <laughs> do we want to talk about who we're wearing and, and where we're going, I guess? Sure, we I'll, can. Or I'll should we first. wait for the red carpet or... Yeah, we can wait for the record. We'll get the emails out of the way, maybe some discussions, oh, yeah, right. and then get, get the, yeah, we'll get the pre-show. Of the we'll do that during the pre-show. <laughs> we'll have uh, E News is coming. They're gonna knock on your door, Robbie, and they're setting up. In. Yeah, they're yeah, setting Bill, up. I think Billy Porter's at the door. So, Billy, come on in. <laughs> yeah, come on in. Um, so, we got two emails. Uh, Benny, would you like to read uh, the one from Aya first, or sure? Yeah, I will. Please. Uh, so the, the subject of the email is let Benny watch. And she says, hello, here are some movies Benny confirmed he has not seen and could potentially be really interesting to talk about. Uh, Before so we very... start this list. Benny, yeah, I was going to say, go ahead. I just want to warn the audience that this list is absurd. Yeah, <laughs> absurd. And, and that's what I wanted to say. I mean, that this was kind of the idea of starting this podcast in the first place is right. the amount of movies I haven't seen. And some of the movie and in juxtaposition of of some of the movies I have seen is kind of wild. So, you know, I I only want to read this on the air because I do want the shock value for some people. So here we go. Uh, And this is just obviously a small sample size. I haven't seen Hook, Batman Forever, Saving Private Ryan, Dunkirk, Gangs of New York, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Baby Driver, The Usual Suspects, Almost Famous, 
the fifth element, Babe, and the mummy. Now, that's a good list, and I, I could potentially see a lot of podcasts coming from that list. So, Ryan, I saw you out of the corner of my eye shaking your head it's the whole just, time. Just some of those, listen, I get, like, maybe Dunkirk, like, that's fairly new. Babe, when that came out, we were, you know, a little bit older. Like, we probably would have thought it was stupid, but, like, Saving Private Ryan, Hook especially, Batman Forever, like, some of these movies are, like, I mean, Fifth Element's like maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Same with Almost Famous, uh, Baby Driver. They're all amazing movies. And it's just shocking to me. Like, I don't know if it's because I was a loser and just watched movies all the time or if you're a loser and didn't watch movies. Like, what's worse? I'm I'm going to err on the side of I was the loser. And, you know, I've probably watched about 150 Met games every year that I can kind of remember being able to turn the channel on my TV. So right. I feel like that ate up a lot of my TV watching time as I, you know, when I was younger. What a waste. Between, yeah. Between that, you know, playing sports. Um, right. And then as I got older, like actually Did having you? friends and going outside, um, you know, my, my TV time was limited. And what I did watch was either, a Met game, Sports Center. I feel like you know when I was really heavy into football and basketball, I was always watching that, and then like Seinfeld, right? And and video games it was like so. I feel like I had my routines and the things that I like to do, and movies just never were a big part of it. All right, Robbie, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I will go through the list, and <clears throat> I have not seen Hook. So that's crazy. I have not seen <laughs> I have not seen Dunkirk. I have not seen Gangs of New York, Kingsman, The Secret Service, Almost Famous, The Fifth Element, Babe, and The Mummy. I have not seen any of them. Wowza! And many more, and many, many more. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, no, Robbie, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go. I was I was gonna say so like that's that was kind of my story on like why I'm like so movie deficient. What are your thoughts on like because it you know, you seem like to have a list like me, where do you think, how do you think that that happened for you? I, I think the same thing with you, a lot of being outside, a lot of playing sports, a lot of watching sports, um, a lot of sports center. Um, you know, anytime I can watch sports games, I would. Yeah. I, I just, I never really sat down and watched movies. I don't know if that's my OCD or, I don't know. I just like the same thing with cartoons. I never watched any cartoons growing up. Um, yeah, just not a lot of movies. I kind of just stick to what I like and kind of get bored easily. So if something doesn't interest me, I'm not going to watch it. But I mean, some of these movies are great. And I just feel like I, for like a 20 year period, I just didn't watch anything, any movies at all. Right. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, a lot of these films are newer, they're not from our childhood really the only so like i'd say babe is like i don't know mid 90s hook is like 90 early to mid 90s something like that batman forever similar 90s the rest of them are all either late 90s or in the 2000s um so like it was more when we were teenagers 20s so probably similar like instead of watching movies you were 
playing video games or watching sports or going out with your friends or whatever. Whereas plenty of times, like, but that was my thing. Like if I was relaxing at home, I'd watch movies. That's what I like to do. I, I think too, you know, as I got older, I, and I, and I did get involved with like watching TV shows and stuff. I kind of grew up in, you know, I don't want to like date myself or sound younger than I am, but like that prestige TV era where like HBO shows were, you know, sm- slammers. And right. you, those are the ones that you got into. And I love the, sl- the long-term storytelling, the way the characters develop and, you know, something to me, there's something about a movie only being two hours that I feel like I have so many more questions and there's more things that I wish that they expounded on that kind of like turned me off to movies a little bit. You know, and also too, like back when these, some of these movies came out, I mean, there wasn't streaming. So you have to pick your ass up and go to freaking Blockbuster or you have to buy it. I mean, now it's a lot easier, but I felt like back, I'm not trying to, you know, make excuses, but it was a little different as it is now. And then, you know, like Benny said, these movies come and go, and then, but you're not really paying attention to them because now you got, you know, HBO shows. Now you got Breaking Bad, you got your Game of Thrones, Sopranos, and you're just focused on watching that. And that takes up most of your time. And then, you know, as you get older, you're going out on the weekends and you really don't have, you work and you really don't have that, that time. But now it's streaming, it's a lot easier, but still, I still don't even fucking do it. So I mean, who knows? <laughs> they just blowing smoke out of my ass. This is going <laughs> to force us to. That's what I like about it. I know yeah, it's gonna too. definitely. It wouldn't. It, I probably wouldn't watch any most of these movies, but now that we have this and it's kind of forcing us to, I'm kind of excited. So, of this list, is there any that stick out that you're like, "Ooh, I, I've always wanted to watch that." Right. That the ones that pop for me are Saving Private Ryan, okay, Gangs Gangs in New York, yep, and honestly, maybe Baby Driver, just because I has talked about it so much. Love so Baby those, Driver. Yeah, uh, on this list, those are the ones for me. Baby Driver is great. Yeah, that's probably I, Robbie. You probably love that because music's integral to that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. It's the music is so is great. I love that. Do you say integral or integral? I think I say integral. Ready? I say integral. All right, whatever. Um, all right. I so don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna knock anybody for saying integral. Uh, no. I don't know. I just said it and I was I like, I might kick him off the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> Benny, right, watch your own fucking movies. I've yeah. seen them already. <laughs> Benny, I can't believe you didn't see Saving Prior Ryan because um, there's a guy in that movie who I really think is a great actor, Barry Pepper. I don't know if you ever saw, I don't know if you know, saw Barry Pepper. He's great. Now, what is he? Has he been in anything else? Well, he's been in Saving Prior Ryan. He's been in 25th nice. Hour, Spike Lee Joint. But he's, he's been in his really, I know you like baseball, Benny. I know you're a big baseball guy. It. But there's this movie that he's in called 61. What, yes. what movie is this? I you, think, no, Billy Crystal directed that, right? Billy, yeah, Billy Crystal. Long Island's own Billy Crystal. Yeah. Stay with me, Ryan and Benny, because I know you guys if you haven't seen it, but Barry Pepper plays Roger Maris. Oh, that's Barry Pepper? Wow. That's Bar- yes. That's okay. Barry Pepper. Oh, yeah, he, he's fantastic. Fantastic in that movie, right? Yeah. Well, Ryan, um, have you seen it? No, I've oh. never heard of it until just right now. And I've well, seen he, all the movies. Well, it's in it based in the year nineteen sixty one. The Yankees, wow. him and him and Mickey Mantle are on a home run trace, trying to break Babe Ruth's uh home run record of sixty one home runs. Wow. Wait, sixty one in sixty one? Tell Crazy, me about right? it. Tell me about it. That's that's awesome. 
it's almost like you couldn't even write a script better than than what I was going to say. If uh, it wasn't based on a true story, I, I would have been taken right out of the whole thing. No, me either. And you know, maybe we should add it to the list. Totally, <laughs> we should have baseball week presented by Major League Dicks. <laughs> Wait, so have either one of you actually seen Sixty One? I have yeah. Like multiple times. Yeah, tons of times. Great film. <laughs> it's a great, it is a great film. It is pretty good. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, so we definitely um, have a lot of options. Um, I think we can probably start with this list. We have another email that we'll talk about, but we definitely want to hear from you. If there's movies that you absolutely love and you every time someone says to you, what's your favorite movie? But don't tell us Shawshank because we've all seen. Wait, you guys have all seen Shawshank, right? You've no. never seen Shawshank? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, no. That's fucking insane. No, I haven't seen it. I fucking quit. That's what's going to make this got... podcast last for years, babe. <laughs> this, this, that just got bumped to the top of the list. Holy I, thought, I thought that Saving Private Ryan was bad. I'm telling you. I can't believe that. That's like my, it's like my party trick. If I uh, ever am lost for a conversation, I can just be like, you know what movie I've never seen? Shawshank Redemption. It's like five hours and a party gone. There you go. <laughs> and the other movie I haven't seen was uh, Schindler's List because I was busy making out the whole time. Wow. Oh, I see. <laughs> what are you, Elaine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that was Jerry. That was Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you weren't watching fucking Schindler's Fist? No, I was. I watched Schindler's Fist and Shaving's Pri- Ryan's Privates. It was oh, a double feature. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway. Uh, maybe do suggest any and all movies because even Shawshank has not been seen. So please send us your uh, suggestions, your favorite movies, things that you just want to hear three idiots talk about for an hour and a half. We would love it. So we'll start with this list. Uh, but any suggestions are welcome. You could easily get bumped to the top of the list. Um, we did get one other email. From good friend of the pod, Katie Ann. Um, she says, Hi, all. Looking forward to the award show this week. Well, thank you. Now that we are moving on from succession, this is my opportunity to force. Can I use government names there, Benny? Sure. Uh, Benedetto is into watching Terminator 1 and or 2. Let me know. Hey, thanks. Katie Ann. Now, Benny, have you seen Terminator 1 and or 2? I have not. This is, I know. <laughs> this is incredible to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm kind yeah. of shocked that we're friends. <laughs> I know, but you know, we have other things to bond over. So that's true. That's true. Um, so I think t- I think Terminator's gotta be up there. Uh Robbie, have you seen both one and two? Yes, I have. All right, thank God. <laughs> um so terminator one and two added to that list uh we'll decide this week and then we will watch one of those movies and uh i don't know talk about it right yeah so anything else we need to talk about before we get to the plummies well um, i do if... go ahead Sorry, if, first. If I... yeah just real quick if if you see me faint, just just keep on going. I'm so sweaty already. <laughs> so if you see me pass out and die, just it's fine. I got the emergency call ready to go on my iPhone. <laughs> um, so I mean, Robbie, the question I had for you 
because I think maybe this is a little bit more relevant for you than Ryan, because I know he's going to rank it number 199 on his list. <laughs> Have you thought at all about like where Succession ranks for you as far as like your favorite shows of all time? Uh, I, this is not some hot, hot scorching take out of the oven, because, and it's not because the show just ended, but uh, it's top three, and I think it might be number one. And I really? base it off, yeah. And wow. I base I base it off of that, like I said, on the Going Great Pod. Um, I base it off of the writing. I base it off of the acting. I don't think there was a single person that appeared on the show that was mediocre in their acting skills. Like I said to Ryan, I said, I watched The Sopranos, love The Sopranos. James Gandolfini, Edie Falco, Mike Imperioli, those guys were top-notch. But there were some episodes, and there were some actors like Bobby Bacala, like Meadow Soprano, like AJ Soprano, that really put a damper on some of those episodes and the show overall. Um, Breaking Bad took a bit, took a season and a half to really get going. Mm-hmm. I love Breaking Bad. I love Mad Men. Mad Men could have been could be slow at times. I absolutely love The Wire. I think The Wire is number two or three on my list. Uh, every season was great. Season four was my all-time favorite. But I just loved, I love everything. I, I just, I don't know. I can rewatch this succession fucking 30 times and I, and I won't get bored of it. I just loved every, everything about this show. And it's not because I just watched it and I have whatever short-term memory. Um, but it's in it's in the top three. And as of right now, I, I'm going to put it at one. As crazy wow. as that sounds. Wow, that's crazy. That is I love you. Though. I honestly, honestly really think it's it, it's hard because I have my number one and two. And my number one is The Wire. Number two is Breaking Bad. I do really understand what you're saying about Breaking Bad, like taking a while to like really kick into high gear. And, you know, off the top of my head, I could probably name two or three episodes of Breaking Bad that I could just completely do without and like didn't need. I love them for, you know, just being a part of the story. But there are times when, you know, you definitely didn't need an episode here or there. You know, I really where I get mixed up is like here around three. I thought Better Call Saul was fantastic. Um, But am I putting it at number three? Probably not. I probably would put Succession number three. And really because I enjoyed from beginning to end, it was a complete story and there was good closure on it. There wasn't anything that I felt they left on the table. There wasn't anything that um, needed left to be said. Again, like you said, the writing, amazing, the acting, incredible, and just so many storylines and things that I look back on and just laugh or get anxious about. And it was just, to me, a great story. I totally agree. I mean, Breaking Bad, I mean, Breaking Bad was, was so great when it, when, it, when it got going, nothing, nothing like it. And The Wire is just, I mean, so many icon- iconic characters so many great stories intertwined each year was something different and it's still relevant those stories and those seasons you know till this day you could put the yeah. show on right now and it's the same thing but it's uh i respect your list and i get it it's, it's hard for me too because like i you know when i think about that list like i want to put game of thrones up there but i can't and, and i just i love game of like 
there are like eras of Game of Thrones for me. There was like the beginning when I was watching it on my iPad, like the first couple seasons, because HBO didn't have an app yet on Apple TV. Then there was like when I lived at Phil's and I would meet up with you, Robbie, to watch like episodes with your mom and all that kind of stuff. And then there was I was in California and watching episodes there. And like I, there were so many times and episodes that were just epic, epic moments. And it just hurts me so much that the, how the way that show ended. And I want it so badly to be up in that top three for me. But I just I don't even know if it's in like top five anymore for me. Ryan, what do you have any like obviously it's not going to be cracking your top list, but, you know, where do you how do you feel about it? Like, what's the impression that it left on you or like, what do you, you know, what do you think? Not necessarily where it ranks, but how it was as a series. Um, no, I mean. All the things you guys are saying are not wrong. The writing and the acting. I mean, I'd say the acting especially was top notch. Um, definitely up there with any of the best shows. Um, I just felt like while I say the writing, I mean, the dialogue, the storylines to me weren't great. And the characters I didn't like. And and I mm -hmm. get like, I get that that's the point. Like, you're not supposed to like them. But for me, I need to like somebody. Um, I, I don't know. Like, so, and that's why it loses some. Um, that's not how I want to say it, But that's why it's not cracking, you know, the top 10 for me. It's just it, like, I, I watch it. I enjoy it. But I'm just like done with it afterwards. Do you, you feel like say? there was do you feel like there was anybody that you identified with or saw, saw something of yourself or somebody that, you know, or like a, a family dynamic that was relevant to you at all? Or Not was really. it all just kind of like, yeah, that's why like, I, I mentioned early on, like there were things about Kendall uh, that like I saw in myself or like part of my story. Maybe that's why like I latched onto it. Because there were like some dynamics at play that you know I identified with, um, right? But if there's nothing really there for you, like maybe that's kind of the missing ingredient for the whole thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, like I just I saw Kendall as the worst person, like just weak and annoying, and uh, you know spoiled. So like I I definitely you know didn't really see much of either myself or anyone that I care about in him. I mean, I know I'm spoiled to a certain extent and I'm weak to a certain extent. Like there's things about me that are, I guess you can make the argument that are similar, but when I think of myself, I'm not like, yeah, I could, I, I associate myself with Kendall because of X, Y, Z. And I'm also not saying that you guys do either. Um, but yeah, just, I felt like no connection to anybody. And like I've said before, I just thought some of the storylines kind of fell flat or felt like they were recycled, but with just different players. Um, so, again, I, I really liked it, but not not top. I'd have to, like, do a list that I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'd say. It might be like top. Twenty five. Damn. Maybe, <laughs> maybe top, maybe in the top 50 somewhere. I don't know, but it's, it's not, uh, it's definitely not top 10 or top five, but my problem is 
I don't know if I have a top five or a top ten. I mean, the wire is probably all the way up there, but I don't fucking, I don't know. I I don't like things. <laughs> I mean, you I, didn't. So I you have didn't trouble see... like really like completely buying into something. Yeah. So you didn't see any of Carrie in yourself or Marsha? Carrie, why? Because because of, of my <laughs> arm movement. <laughs> yeah. I've been tell I've been texting you for weeks about your arm movement on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you just hovering them above the yeah. camera. Or that I'm a gold digger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's funny, Ben, like what you say about Kendall, because I feel like I can relate to Roman in using um, humor, humor to diffuse, you know, serious situations or where he's kind of awkward in the sense that when it be when it, stuff comes serious, he doesn't know how to handle it or how he's like kind of immune to like emotions or like touching or being affectionate to somebody. Like I feel like a younger version and maybe even a version that was like a year or two ago that was me where mm -hmm. i was you know couldn't be as affectionate i couldn't tell people that i loved them yeah so i kind of relate to that i don't relate to him sending you know dick pics in uh big uh company meetings <laughs> or you know needing I mean, who hasn't said yeah that? but needing a 70 year old woman to help me uh you know uh climax but as far as the emotional parts i can relate to him sometimes I accidentally sent a dick pic on a, a corporate call and it went up on the big screen at all hands meeting. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, <was gonna> say. <laughs> I don't send dick pics. <laughs> uh, yeah, me either. I'm they, there's no dicks of me anywhere, so I've never done that. You guys are such a liar. Uh, <laughs> I swear, I swear, I swear to God, I would tell you if I have a dick. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm well, retaining Jerry as my legal counsel and I'll answer no further. Questions. Uh, yeah, ask my. <laughs> All questions go through my lawyer. Um, do, since we're talking about this, just so, just from a like a I guess global perspective here, in the IMDb top two hundred and fifty TV shows, Succession is. What do you guys think? Six. Robbie, eleven. Forty-eight. Burn that list. Where's their server? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like, okay, so you mentioned like Seinfeld, how you love to watch Seinfeld. Do yeah. you think Seinfeld is a better show than Succession? I, I, I hate They're different ranking. genres. I yeah, get that. Yeah. But um, it's hard because there's like no story of Seinfeld, but like it's the point. If you're asking me what I would turn on right now and just like mindlessly watch, it would be Seinfeld a hundred times out of a hundred. Like right. if, if I'm going to watch Succession, like I want to watch it. If I'm watching Seinfeld, it's going to be like, I'm looking up, I'm on my phone, I'm doing everything, I'm saying the lines in my head before they're being said. Right. And yeah, I mean, I guess I would classify it as a better show just because it's like home cooking for me. Right. Um, so yeah. No, I mean, I'm just like scrolling through like Breaking Bad's number two, uh, Band of Brothers. You guys ever watch that? No, I have. Oh, what a good show. That's number four. Wires number six, Sopranos number nine, you know, and there's a bunch of stuff like, you know, Cosmos and things like that. Like, which are, what was number one? Uh, number one was Planet Earth two. I jerk my dick with that. I know it's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a cop out. It's not, it's a show, but it's not, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, I, you know, again, is this list the end all be all? No, of course not. Um, 
It's just based on ratings. So like you brought up Game of Thrones, that's number 13. And objectively, if that landed even decently, you could make the argument that that would be top three very easily. But because the last season plus maybe two seasons were a shit show, you can't down. you can't put it there. You just can't. Well, what's yeah. what's succession ranked on plums.com? Oh, plums.com <laughs> number one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we had to drag up a couple zeros, so we got there a <laughs> bunch of hundred grade scores from us. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. No, I mean it, it, it's all subjective. Like uh, plenty of people probably hate Breaking Bad, The Wire, Succession, whatever. Um, I think generally most people would agree that these are some of the best shows ever. But hey, send us an email. Let you let us know what do you think about Succession? Is it top five, top ten, top hundred? What do you think? We'd love to hear from you. LTBW podcast at gmail dot com. pro. Yeah. <laughs> so should we go to the pre show, or is there Let's anything else we should talk about? Because we're getting. We're running long on time as usual. You just spent 40 minutes. The champagne's on ice. There's there's cocktail franks in the oven. Uh, I'm ready to go. The best. Pigs in a blanket, the best. I call them frankfurters in a sleeping bag. (laughs) Thank you. See, it's it's frank for the summer. (laughs) Frank's in a sack. (laughs) Um, So, Benny, Mm. the people want to know. Yes. What are you wearing? And where you going? Well, I'm wearing what I like to call Kendall Chic. It is oh. a fashion. Uh, he's a fashion icon. I'm wearing a black suit jacket off the rack. Nice. With a, <laughs> with a uh, white dress shirt, French cuff. I had to put the cufflinks on for this, which was. Nice. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, I started getting dressed earlier than I thought I needed to because it took me about 10 minutes to put those on. Uh, and I'm wearing a baseball hat, a, a blacked out baseball hat in honor of Kendall, um, because just, I, I, you know, I loved his style so much. And I just felt like this was his iconic look of the series. Oh, my God, guys, guys, Robbie's yeah. here. Look, it's Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, oh, my God, what are you wearing? This is fantastic. What is this? Well, this is uh, this is a little uh, inspiration from the God. Fit Fit King Stewie last name redacted. This is a uh, this is Soho chic. I like to call. Oh. I have the uh, custom the custom suit from Bonobos. Um, I think it's a thirty eight short. Could be a thirty six short depending on the season. I have the Bonobos green turtleneck that I've been talking about for about six or seven months. Uh-huh. Um, worth you, every every word that you mentioned about it was worth it. Thank you. You can find me. With this outfit on, either doing ecstasy at a <laughs> railroad club in an underground bunker in Brooklyn, or you can catch me, you know, swinging corporate deals with Sandy and Sandy in the uh, Upper West Side overlooking Central Park. Either way, <laughs> I'll be high on some drugs, and there might be a couple of things up my butt. So, I love it. <laughs> fantastic! And I'm wearing the suit from my wedding. Congratulations! Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the invite. The hey, thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. It was during a pandemic. I couldn't invite anybody. I wear was that all the, Was that also the suit you wore at Tom and Shiv's wedding? That's correct. 
no, I, I like this suit. I have a sweet ass vest that goes with it, um, but uh, it is way too hot. And as soon as we're done with this segment, I'm taking this jacket off. Yeah. All right. It's, the, it's cocktail hour. Yeah. Hey, it's your, it's your plummies too. That's right. So should we should we get into the to the arena the to the theater and I start? The doors are opening up. The crowd is taking their seats. Welcome to the <laughs> 2023 Plummies succession. on succession. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. So presented by pre- presented by. Major League Ooh. Dicks. <laughs> and French's yellow mustard. <laughs> and Martin's potato rolls. Oh, Shout out Martin's. Yeah. Shout out Martin's. <laughs> Can I get a little intro music and we'll get this, this thing started? Please. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Back it off. 100%. I prepared a 14-minute monologue, so be prepared. Hold on for a second. Let me just reach out to uh, Hans Zimmer, see if he's around. And Is he tu- tuning up the band? He's got the yeah, he's tuning up the uh the bass. Let's see. Welcome to the Plummies featuring this going gray boys. And I'm your host, Big Ben. Ken, the eldest boy. Uh, we're talking, we're giving our awards for a succession. We're we're keeping in mind this is for the entire series. Um, so I just like to thank you all for being here. I thank you all for downloading, listening to the podcast. Um, boys, do you have any words before we get into our first award here, Ryan? Um, yeah, I just want a, a good clean competition. I don't want any bullshit going on. Um, and uh may the best person win that's right robbie this was a very very hard extremely hard the hardest thing i probably did in my life but i was excited (laughs) excited to do it so i'm happy to be here so i have one more question for you before we get started do we want to try to come to a consensus pick or do we want to just give all of our picks and leave it at that what do we think oh i think it would be too hard to come to a consensus with a lot of these things but yeah. I don't know. I guess if someone comes up with like a great pick, we can go that way. I don't know. All right. Well, it's we'll, like we'll like favorite quote, like how I, I don't know. That, yeah. Something like yeah. that might be tough. Yeah. So, all right. So if we if you want to throw your approval towards somebody's, feel free to chime in and uh, and do that. So our first award this year is favorite season. Now, there are four seasons, so it shouldn't have been that hard of a choice. Uh, but, Robbie, let's start with you. What was your favorite season? Oh, this is a tough one. Oh, Robbie was <laughs> agonizing over this one. I know it. Oh, my God. This was so tough. I'm going to have to go with season two as my favorite season. Ooh. Wow. You have Love the... It. Oh, you quickly explain. You have the Please. hostage situation. You have... Uh, Turnhaven, a fantastic episode. You have Walter, another amazing episode. You have The God, Kendall Roy, L to the OG, dude be the OG, A, and he playing. <laughs> um, I think from start to finish, 
this is what put this show on the absolute map. Um, concluding with an unbelievable season finale. Uh, one of the best episodes on television ever. I don't care what anybody says. Loved it. So I'm going to have to go with season two. I think everybody was just amazing and definitely set the bar for the future of this show. Great choice. Now, Ryan, I know the word favorite is going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting here when it comes to you. Uh, but what was your favorite season? Um, I actually also picked season two Wow! for a lot of the same nice. reasons that Robbie picked. I was going to go season one, but I felt like while there was a lot to like in season one, season two kind of like found not found its footing because season one had some great things. I mean, the wedding, Kendall hitting absolute rock bottom, uh, but he hit rock bottom several times, which we know. Um, but season Tom two kind of don't come. That's right, Tom. Yes, yes, <laughs> perfect. It's a closed loop system. Um, but I like like what Robbie said. It kind of like uh, you know, if season one was got started a little slow, season two was just full out sprint. Lot going on. Um, I mean, every season had things to like, but uh, I'm gonna go with season two as well. I, I'll I'll say probably one of my favorite season finale moments was the end of season two, where Kendall tries to throw his dad under the bus yeah and you get that you know people call it the mona lisa smile from logan at the end of that season yeah um so my favorite season i'm glad we gave season one a lot of love because that was my runner-up but i'm gonna go season four i, I think that you know there was a ton of expectations on this season i think you had all that built-in story you had logan's death you had uh the election and how closely that kind of mirrored and touched on the real world effect. Um, I think you got like some standout performances from a lot of the B players, especially like Carl blossomed in this season. So I was very happy about that. Uh, you got a lot of like serious stuff from Connor and, you know, you got Kendall, pro you know, uh, Jeremy strong putting in work and just like killing it every single episode, not to mention, Kieran Culkin, not to mention Sarah Snook, like it just goes on and on and on. Our biggest question or my biggest question going into the season was like, will they land the plane? How are they going to do it in just 10 episodes? But I really feel like they nailed it. And, you know, I thought maybe there was one episode that was below like an 8.5 for me. And I just thought they completely landed the plane and knocked it out of the park in the final season. And I just quickly run through a few fantastic episodes from season two. Yes. Walter, like I said, mm -hmm. safe room, mm -hmm. Turnhaven, Dundee, DC. This is not for tears and Argestes. I don't even know if that's the right one. We are here for you. Fantastic yeah. season. But I agree with you, Benny. I mean, as well, season four had some some epic episodes and and really some 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 great stuff. So that I was I was flip flopping, flip making flip floppy as the talking heads say, <laughs> um, be, between two and four. But uh, yeah, either one. You know, season three didn't get called out here at all. But you know, I love season three too. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I see no better person to lead us off with this category. This one is worst storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what did you have as your worst storyline? The entire series. <laughs> <laughs> there's Logan a lot Roy. of there's a lot of bad storylines in this season. Uh, the time they tried to acquire Pierce 
or the second time they tried to acquire Pierce, Walter. Uh, but I'm going to go with worst storyline is the succession. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's it? No explanation? Yeah. The succession. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Going great. Right. Canceled. It was stupid, though. Like Tom taking over? Kind of. I mean, I liked it. it. I liked it, but it was kind of stupid. Like, this guy takes over, really. With no power, though, essentially. Yeah, no, I know. The power that everybody was fighting for. He's kind of a figurehead. You know, the the family has has lost their power, but um, it just was a lot of buildup for for nothing. Yeah. They whiskey-dicked us. I kind of, in a way, feel like Matson is the like the Logan Roy successor. Like he's the one kind of, that kind of fills that role. What were you gonna say, I, Rob? No, but it's like they were kind of setting you up for four seasons, being like these these three can't do it alone, and they can't. They aren't Logan, and they're just gonna self combust. And the three of them, if they don't come together, are just gonna eat each other. And that's basically what happened. They they just the ego and Everyone wanting to be on top and them not coming together pretty much played a huge role into why, you know, they didn't succeed their father. Yeah, but hey, but it's, it's still your stupid. award. Yeah, it's, it's your award. It's your award. Hey, finish, finish the wire. I did finish Ma- the wire. Finish Mad Men. No, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little boring. Yeah, exactly. All right. My worst storyline i'm gonna give to the relationship between kendall and naomi oh like i I feel like she was there for him in like a couple of hard you know low moments for kendall but didn't he shit her bed (laughs) i think that was the actresses or something so you know i felt like you know there's a couple scenes between them that kind of dealt with his addiction and her addiction and how they were parallels in some way but you know it kind of started off screen and ended off screen so there's really nothing she popped in for the one episode in this season and they didn't really address anything i just overall kind of fell flat for me and it didn't really lead anywhere or move the story along she was there for him like you said benny after after his birthday yeah and that was i I thought that was that was a a great thing i think she was pretty much always there for him and would have been there for him but you know see how that goes I just kind of thought that there was going to be more to it. And she was just, but you know, like with Kendall, everything kind of just comes and goes. So anyway, that's kind of how your... I felt with a lot of the stories though. Is like, that's yeah. it. Okay. See you later. Yeah. They're just on to the next thing. Yeah. Robbie, what was your worst storyline? Uh, Ani Mensch, the second uh, PGN uh, acquisition. I felt like they they put so much into that that episode that it went nowhere. I I understand that Logan died, so they had to pivot. But something that pissed me off in the moment when I watched it was when Logan, I mean, Kendall dimes out his dad, and then season three is like, all right, <clears throat> nothing's happening here. Logan's back in power, and nothing's really happening. Yeah, the feds come in, but you know, nothing really came of it. I was so excited. Um, watching that series two, that season two finale to where the show was going to go. And it basically was just <clears throat> nothing came out of it. And maybe that's what the point was, is that Logan's extremely powerful and that's why nothing came out of it. 
but I was expecting a little more, and that that was disappointing to me. Yeah, I agree. All right, so our next award is Best Filming Location. Uh, I selected the Lake Como episodes with Matson's house. I thought that those are beautiful shots. I love the uh, Logan and Roman riding on the speedboat to Matson's crib. And Matson talking about how it was the best house in the world. And he was sleeping on like a, a sofa or an air mattress because he needed to find the best bed for it. But it had some great views. Uh, it's a place that I would like to visit. So I selected Lake Como. Uh, Robbie, what was your favorite filming location? Well, Benny, I'm glad you said it. Buongiorno to you, Benny. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Tuscany, the wedding scenes, and as well, Lake Como. I think that was beautiful locations. I would love to visit Tuscany one day and Lake Como. And I think that the shots from Matson's house overlooking Lake Como was absolutely beautiful. And then the the, the wedding scenes and the shots in Tuscany was uh, magnifique, beautiful, and uh, I hope to get there one day. So I'm going to go with that as my best filming location to the motherland. Beautiful. <laughs> Ryan. Um, I mean, so many good ones to choose from. That was one of my one of my favorite parts about the show is just all the different cool locations they went to. But I'm going to go with Norway. Uh, when they In season four, when they went to go negotiate with Matson, uh, I'd love to get to to Norway, Sweden, Finland, like one of those uh, countries at some point in my life. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but just, you know, the mountains, the scenery, the the place that they were staying was just so cool to me. So I'm going to go with Norway. Beautiful. You can go Good to choice. Chair- you can go to Chairman Matson's re-education camp. That's right. <laughs> uh, our next award is favorite scene or moment. Uh, we ended with Ryan. So Ryan, we're going to start this one with you. Oh my goodness. Um, so my, I'm just pulling up my note. Oh, my, my favorite scene or moment was when Kendall almost died. (laughs) (laughs) Which time? Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go with the time when he got drunk and almost drowned in the pool. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Robbie, what was your favorite scene or favorite moment? I mean, this is just what, how can I pick? How can I really, really pick? Um, I think, fuck, there's so many. I'm looking at my notes. Um, I think my favorite scene is probably the bear hug scene in season one. I think the, uh, anticipation, you know, Kendall getting stuck in, uh, in traffic, them just freaking out, running in there. Logan just sitting there and, you know, not not leaving the fantastic line. He says, you better be smelling your armpit, Romulus. <laughs> LOL, funny. <clears throat> Him just fucking asserting his dominance. Um, it was the pivotal, the pivotal scene and the pivotal episode that really, I think, made everybody stop and say, okay, this is this is this is a great show. You know, a couple episodes in the first season were a little a little hit or miss, maybe. I loved them, but as a whole, I think the episode six, the bear hug scene, really, the episode as a whole really put succession on the map. Um, but there's so many, it's so tough, and I'll probably get chewed out by my family for picking this one because there's so many, but that's what I picked. It just set you <laughs> up, too, for that, like, no matter what happens, Logan's going to find a way to mm-hmm. do it. And when we just saw that replayed, 
throughout the whole entire series. Uh, my favorite scene was, so I'll give you the, excuse me, third my words. I'll give you the runner up. Uh, it was the end of season two with the Kendall betrayal. Um, with a quick little sidebar shout out to Tom eating the chicken and Logan just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but my winner for favorite scene or moment was again, I, you know, I mentioned this one earlier as well, the boardroom fight scene in the series finale. I just, I loved it. You know, I, I gushed over it in the last episode, the, I am the oldest boy, the, you know, Kendall with his hands on Roman's face and, them all just freaking out and Kendall just desperately flailing to do anything um, he could to, to get the vote back from Shiv. I just thought it was, you know, I, I keep thinking about that scene and it was maybe a little recency bias there, but I loved it. Yeah. Can I give you a couple of Ani Menches, please? If you don't mind. Uh, some of my favorite scenes bore on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Kendall giving up Logan. <clears throat> Kendall performing L to the OG. Oh, so good. Tom swallowing his own cum. Yep. <laughs> Tom and Shiv balcony fight. Yeah. Uh, the, the Senate hearing. Um, the dinner scene in Turnhaven and in episode 10, like you were saying, Benny, the Norway mountain scene and the wasabi incident. <laughs> nice. It was just I, some One, um, uh, one of my honor, honorable mentions was going to be. Um, Tom making Nate pour the wine back into the bottles. When he gets him out of play. Yeah. <laughs> and also in that, uh, that episode too, when Stewie meets Caroline Shiv's mom and she's like, how long do you think it's going to last? And he's like, ah, forever or until Shiv goes away for the week, whichever happens first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she like loves that answer. Uh, I also loved the, um, when Tom was insulting uh, Greg's, not girlfriend's bag. Yeah. The ludic- what a scene. Ludicrously capacious bag. It's yep. a great one. <clears throat> okay. Our next award is favorite episode. Robbie, what was your favorite episode? Well, Benny, again, I'm glad you asked. My favorite episode <laughs> of all time in the series is from season two, episode 10. This is not for tears. This is an amazing episode from start to finish probably in the top two of my favorite episodes obviously it's my fucking number one i just put it there um but it's roman returning from his hostage crisis um (laughs) (laughs) tom eating logan's chicken tom and shiv um in on the beach with that beautifully freaking killer line uh let me see i wonder if the sad I'd be without you would be less than the sad I get from being which she was an which is an absolute destroyer. Um, Logan telling Kendall, you're not a killer and you have to be a killer. Um, when they're all sitting around, you know, each kind of just picking who should who should who should be the one that's gonna go to jail or get or yeah, you know, yeah. And it's just they're just Jerry and then Carl and then, you know, what's his name? Roman. Saying we have about some Tom with some Greg sprinkles, yeah. <laughs> not a sprinkle, yeah, not a sprinkle, more than a sprinkle. Um, <laughs> but it just and then that that final fucking smirk, like you said before, Benny, earlier on from Logan is just chef's kiss. Amazing, amazing episode from start to finish, and you thought was going to set you up for the demise of Logan, but you know, yeah, 
but it just went away. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Ryan, what was your favorite episode? And and don't say the last one just because it ended. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, <laughs> I actually had two and I was I had a tough time picking. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh episode three this season, Logan's death. Um, just because of how you know monumental that was to the series. Um he was such a big character and just and how they how they treated it instead of it being like typical Hollywood, like, you know, he dies in a pose or saying like Shivy, I love you or like some yeah. stupid shit. One he, final fuck off as he's having a heart attack. Yeah, he, <laughs> he died in a toilet and they spent like 20 minutes trying to resuscitate him and it didn't happen. So I just loved how they did that. Um but my close, close, close runner-up was retired janitors of Idaho. Um, I did really enjoy that whole uh, scene with the shareholders and <laughs> Logan just apparently not taking his UTI medicine, which was news to me that you could fuck your brain up for that. Um, but it was just a, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I was watching a couple of scenes from that episode today too. It was that's a sleeper one. one. I like yeah, that. that's, that's like a great thing. one. Um. So I'll give you my runner up again because I couldn't. This it took me probably until five minutes ago to really decide, but I'm going to say my runner up was season three, episode ten. All the bells say, um, you know, you get the Tom betrayal, you get the Kendall, Shiv, and Roman moment where he confesses, you know, he that he killed the kid. Um, I just thought it was great, and it, it really set us up for, you know, the amazing season four. Uh, but my winner, and I'm actually going to we're going to have our first agreement here. I'm going to say it's season four, episode three, Connor's wedding, the death of Logan Roy. I just thought it was, you know, Robbie mentions about getting anxiety from from some of this stuff. I was edge of my seat that whole episode. I'll, uh, you know, I'll never forget watching that episode. I just thought it was incredible from start to finish. That would be my that would be my um, runner up. So, yeah, great choice. Great episode. Fantastic choice. Okay. Our next award is favorite character. Uh, I'll go first here. I went back and forth on a few, but ultimately I felt like the only answer here was Logan Roy. The man was the center of the universe of the show. He, you know, I don't want to say stole every scene that he was in because he was so often a focal point, but you know, he was, he had just such a presence and it, he was what everything revolved around on this show and when he was gone you felt it and you know i just loved all the stuff that he was in all the insults that he threw and just how he always ended up finding a way to come out on top uh let's go to who did i go to last last time me uh let's go with robbie robbie <laughs> who's your favorite character my favorite character is a shocker it is tom Wamsgam. okay oh <laughs> i love tom um, I love Tom in the beginning and throughout the series for his comedic timing, his the way he would always put down Greg. Um, I felt bad for him the way you know Shift kind of handled him in the, in the beginning of the series. I felt bad for that relationship. Um, I loved how much of uh, how comfortable he was in his own skin to just own up to swallowing swallowing his own cum. So <laughs> that was great. But I just love how he progressed, right? How he he constantly progressed through the series. Yeah, he was there for that that comedy between him and him and Greg. 
He took whatever he had to take from Shiv, but he constantly progressed, you know, as you saw from when he kind of stood up to Shiv on the beach and then when he ate Logan's chicken wing. And then even when he met up with Kendall and Kendall wanted him to get on his side and you could see that the wheel spinning in Tom's head saying, you know, I've never seen your dad get fucked. And then the ultimate betrayal, betray, uh, betraying his wife in season three, episode nine, the series, the season finale. I just thought, and even season four, he just he just came into his own, and he played the game. Yeah, he he's a big fucking brown nose, is sucking the biggest stick in a room, but it ultimately ultimately paid off for him. I know he's going to be a little little sheep for Matson, but I just love everything about Tom. I thought Tom, you know the the actor that portrayed Tom was just top notch the, the entire series, and the comedic value that that he brought was was top notch. Good choice. Ryan, favorite character? Yeah, gr- agree with both of you because they were my top two. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Logan though, just for, um, I don't know. He was just, you know, Tom at times kind of bothered me in that he, it was like, well, is Tom, you know, the funny guy? Is he the strong guy? Is he the weak guy? Um, but Logan was consistent throughout. Uh, he was the strong guy, so that's why I went with Logan. He was perfect character. And if he were here to accept his award, I'm sure he would greet us all with a hearty fuck off. Fuck off. off. Uh, our next category, and who better to be the first man <laughs> to tell us who his winner is? The, the category is best dressed. Robbie, you have the floor. Well... I mean, this was not a tough choice at all. Once I saw the award, the man who came to my mind immediately was Stewie, the fucking most handsomest man on television. If I was <laughs> to wear underwear, I would have to change my underwear every time Stewie came on the screen. I mean, you want to get me going. You want to get my loins rocking. Just wear a turtleneck. Just wear no socks. Maybe even a little toothpick. The toothpick gets me going all the time. Stewie, every scene Stewie was in, beautiful, purple. He got purple. He had green. It was just amazing. Um, so my best dress, and there's no Ani Mensch. There's no Ani Mensch. There's no runner-up. It's just Stewie. It's the fit king, the fit god. Um, Stewie, last name redacted for me. Fantastic choice. Um, our next, excuse me, the next person to present their award is going to be Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, who is your best dress? Uh, I I mean, I I agree with Robbie. I knew he was going to pick Stewie. um, So I figured I'd go with someone else. Um, And I picked Connor, actually, because he was in my he was in the running for me. Yeah, I loved his. He he was like um, like when you think of classic rich people clothes, that's how he dressed. Um, Now, I know, you know, there was a lot of classic rich people clothes in this show. But like the the suits, the three piece suits, like very like I'd say like English inspired, um, especially the I'm thinking the suit on their their engagement party um, where he had the vest under it, you know, loved it. So I'm going to go Connor plus just his by the end of the series, his fucking flow, the beard looked fantastic. Good for him. Handsome man. Yeah. Uh, My pick was. A little controversial, I may feel, but I think if you go back and, and look, you'll you'll appreciate the the fits. 
I'm going to go with Roman as nice. my best dress. Nice. I feel like everything he had was like perfectly tailored to his his body type. And he always okay. he definitely didn't go out there and take any crazy risks, but he always just, you know, had the had the best suits, in my opinion. He always mixed it up with the colors underneath the the jacket. He didn't always go with the plain white like Kendall did. I feel like Kendall was in the running for me, too, but he had a lot of misses, you know, underdressed a lot of the time, if you ask me. Uh, but put the bomber was, jacket. That was nice. Uh, I know. You know, what? Kendall would have shot up everybody. Uh, excuse me. Rome would have shot up everybody's list if he did accept that jacket. I think. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> All right. Our next. I think this is going to be unanimous one, guys. <laughs> uh, our, our next award <laughs> is favorite presidential candidate. Uh, Ryan, who is your favorite presidential candidate? I thought about you know being the third in the punch bowl here and picking him, <laughs> but I can't. I can't disrespect my boy Connor. You are the best presidential candidate. Please run in twenty twenty four for real in this yes. country. Well, you know we're gonna go two for two here, and I just really wanted to give our boy his roses right here. So <laughs> my award also goes to Connor Roy. Robbie. Well, um, my favorite pres- presidential candidate is Jared Mencken. I <laughs> am, <laughs> I'm a huge fascist, and I <laughs> wish I was at the Capitol on January 6th. No, there's only one man. Uh, we're all in agreement. It's a clean sweep here. It's uh, Connor Roy. Um, what was his slogan again? Enough already. What? Enough already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's better than that? The con heads, con heads unite. Um, was that really his slogan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is the best. That is the best. It's slogan so funny I've ever coming from my a, whole life. Coming from a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, right. Best. Yeah, someone who's put up with so much, you know, problems and issues <laughs> in their life. Enough already. I've had enough. <laughs> Oh God! All right, uh, let's keep the good times rolling, and we're gonna go with best B player, um, Robbie. Who is your best B player? Uh, you know, I wanted to do it. You know, I wanted to do it. I I give him my runner up. I love Carl Cable King, Cable God, uh, Internet Wizard. I I love him for the comedic value, but for my best B player, I'm gonna have to go with Jerry. I love Jerry. Everything about Jerry is, um, you know, spoke to me, um, how she handled everything. I think she was the most fit person to be CEO. I thought she knew everything. I thought she took Roman's abuse and played with it a little bit, took the dick pic in stride, uh, finally had enough. But I think every time Jerry was was on the screen, you know, you knew that this this person was a, was a serious person. And meant business and was extremely smart. I thought she was probably between besides Logan. I think she was probably the smartest person in the room. Um, I just loved everything about Jerry, and I I want to give Jerry her flowers, and I hope she's uh she has a nice nice job with uh with Wamsgan and Matson at the moment. Beautiful, Ryan. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know who Benny picked, but. Could we possibly have another unanimous decision? Because I also picked Jerry for a lot of the same reasons that uh, that Robbie went with. So my choice is Jerry. There was a couple other ones that I thought, but she 
just you know to come on the screen and you know like robbie said it's business time with grace with uh you know just an amazing amazing person i i'm glad she got all those millions of dollars for having to look at roman's i would assume unimpressive dick <laughs> so we almost had a unanimous oh. decision and what 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 threw me off of jerry was her kind of weak showing in season four i feel like they didn't do enough with her in season four i wanted more jerry um so you know i was trying to get away from the meme pick here but i did go with carl i i he was so good in season four you know all the the quotes he had and there's sleeper quotes throughout the series from carl um yeah, for me it was it was it was Carl the whole time. That's a good choice. I mean, I, yeah, I can't I can't disagree. The guy's the best. Okay, our next another great uh, award category here is the best Connor quote. Robbie, <laughs> do you want to start us off with the best Connor quote? Oh my God! Of course, um, I've <laughs> so many. So many I have about six or seven right here on my bullet point. But I'm gonna go. My favorite quote comes from season two, episode five in Turnhaven at the dinner scene, where him and Maxim are talking. And Maxim goes, Can you name me one member of the House Congress committee? And Connor <laughs> goes, Oh, uh, yeah, I think I know one. Representative Ferdinand D, who gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> From the great state of no one fucking cares. <laughs> uh, amazing. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to go with season two episode. I don't know why. I mean, it's not as funny as that, but it just always, I always think about it and I always want to say it. Anybody, anytime someone brings out wine, uh, season two, episode <laughs> three, he says, you don't hyper decant. Yeah. He's doing regular decanting <laughs> when wow. he's talking about blending uh, his wine to hyper decant it. I don't know why, but that to me was just Connor in a nutshell of him, like latching on to some fad and like acting like if you don't do it, you're you're a fool. Uh, so, yeah, Connor, shout out, boy. Uh, I, had it, Ryan, I had it on my list, too. Did you? Yeah, right, I did. Awesome. It's a good one. Ryan, what was your best Connor quote? Um, so it was almost. Alas, Kentucky. Alas, Victor. <laughs> nice. Love that quote. But I actually went with, it's kind of a greeting card from hell. It's a Times New Roman firing squad. And not because it was the funniest, but I just, I just loved it. It's just such a good way to... And that's what a lot of times with Succession did so well that I did like is their wordplay. Um, it, it, we talked about this a long time ago, but it reminds me so much of a serious Arrested Development. Yeah. Real quick. I, so, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Benny. No, go ahead. I was going to say my, my was also in the running for me, but I did want to go to a little something funnier was the um, I don't have the quote in front of me, but in that, I guess it was episode two of season four when he has that kind of heartfelt speech to the siblings and he talks about how he was a a, a plant that grew out of the rocks. Yeah. I love that moment from Connor. Ryan? Uh, excuse me, Robbie. I'm going to give you a couple of Mensches because there's so many. Please. Uh, this one comes from season one when he's uh, organizing the dinner party, the big <laughs> dinner party. And he says, the butter is too cold. <laughs> the butter's all fucked. You're fuckwads and you fucked it. There's dinner rolls ripping out there as we speak. 
Um, <laughs> and then he comes back in at the end and he's like, you beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, hey, if you want to put something in your little book, you may print the following line. Uh, Con- yes. Conroy was inter- interested in politics at a very young age. And then his uh, little YouTube video, ding dong, who's there? Uncle Sam. And where's his hand? In my pants. <laughs> and then the all-time great from season four. Organized a little coup down in old Peru. Put me in a van to Tajikistan. Could I just be our fun guy in Uruguay? Uh, standing ovation. Thank you Wait. so much for those. Guy's the best. Uh, all right. So another great category here. Uh, funniest line. I had a bunch that I'm going to leave for my Ani mentions at the end. Uh, but I will give one runner up here. It was from Logan Roy. Romulus, when you're laughing, please do it at the same volume as everyone else. <laughs> we can get you from a hyena farm. Yeah. Uh, but the God, the goat is coming back for my funniest line. And it's just because of the whole situation. And it's full disclosure. I am... Um, currently having a panic attack (laughs) (laughs) and that's from carl muller when they're uh taken hostage and and roman starts the fuck mary kill ryan what was your funniest line um i had i had two that i picked out and it was it was difficult because there was a lot of a lot of good each episode i would say had at least one and you're like wow that's that's good um but i loved we mentioned it already but the whole uh sequence of Connor going up to, to Tom, be like, "Hey, heard you swallowed your own cup," <laughs> and then and then Tom being like, "Yeah, well, I feel bet I feel okay about it because I didn't cheat on Shiv because my my semen's in my own body. It's a closed loop. I'm messing up the, the quote, but yeah. that was a good sequence. And then I really loved Greg's line in season four when he said, "It's like if Jaws." Oh, it's like Jaws. If everyone in Jaws worked for Jaws, <laughs> I just loved that because it was so perfect. And also, Benny, have you seen Jaws? I have not seen Jaws. Robbie, no. You fucks. All right, put, put it, it on, on the list. list. All right, Robbie, what was your funniest line? All right, I'm gonna go to a couple Ani mentions here. Um, this one comes from Tom. I think at the his bachelor party when he says to Greg. Buckle up, fucklehead. <laughs> Greg Greg from the Senate hearing. Yes. If it is to be said, so it be. So it is. Uh, I merely g- wish to answer in the affirmative <laughs> fashion. Gil, uh, you know, rereading Tom's email to, uh, to Greg. You can't make a Tomlet without breaking some Gregs. Tom again uh, from season four. Bodega Sushi, are you insane? And then my favorite, <laughs> my funniest line is from Logan, season two, episode 10. He ate my fucking chicken. What's next? Stick his cock in my potato salad? <laughs> I, I almost put that on the list. So good. A good one. Oh, fantastic. I have a couple more that I'm going to fire up at the end of the episode. I, I love this category because it was fun to to go through some of the funniest moments there. I got uh, one more that I just want to mention before we move on. Uh, maybe two more. And they're both from Kendall. And I don't think they were intentionally supposed to be funny, but bangers only. I mean, 
what a line. And then just the whole L to the OG. Also amazing. Do yourself a favor. Look at those lyrics. They're fire. Fire. All right. Our next award is the best double cross. Ryan, what was your best double cross? Oh, Kendall failed all of his double crosses. So while I thought about some of those, uh, I got to go with Tom, um, you know, double crossing to getting good with Logan. Um, it clearly, I mean, it didn't obviously directly put him in the driver's seat to become CEO, but it got him in there. It got him in the inner circle. Um, it allowed him to, you know, be up there. And then Matson saw that and, you know, Shiv kind of said some things like he'll suck big dicks and all that other fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Tom's double cross was, was my favorite. Robbie, what was your best double cross? Surprise, surprise. Uh, mine was Tom double crossing Shiv and the family um, in the season finale of episode uh, season three. I thought that was something I did not see coming at all. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it, I, you know, Unexpected, and you know, you see it on Shiv's face because she just was never expecting Tom to do that. She just thought Tom was going to be like her little lap dog, and to see him do that really just shocked her. And uh, yeah, even though, like Benny said or Ryan said, it didn't propel him, you know, to CEO or anything like that, but it got him in the inner circle, and basically, you saw who Tom really was in that moment. Well. We're going to make it a clean sweep. And mostly because I felt like that was a true double cross. Like he was giving Shiv advice. He was listening to Shiv. He was hearing her out. I thought they built up to that moment so well throughout the whole entire season. Um, So, yeah, for me, it's Tom at the end of season three. And special shout out to the look on uh, Shiv's face when she real and when Tom puts his hand on her shoulder and she's just like looking out like in utter disbelief. Uh, yeah, all right. So shout true. Out Tom. All right. We're getting into the big ones here. The next one we have is best actor. Robbie, who was the best actor? My best actor for this entire series goes to Roman Roy. Wow. Um, I think the evolution of Roman from season one to season four was, you know, unbelievable. I, there were so many, you know, times where I just hated him and I hated his guts in the first few seasons, like what he did on the, the baseball field to that kid or how he could have given a shit for basically blowing up an entire rocket and almost killing everybody <laughs> to electing a fascist, a, pres- a fascist uh, president, you know, allegedly. But he just evolved. You know, you really saw a broken person, but you also saw somebody who at times had compassion, at times truly loved his siblings and sometimes wanted to do the right thing. You know, I think that that ending shot of him finally being at peace and smiling and enjoying his martini was the closest thing to we we got somebody winning in this series. 
Um, what he, his his acting on top of the mountain in Norway, I loved. His acting um, in Connor's Wedding was fantastic. But what really put me over the the top for him was just the the eulogy scene at the funeral. I mean, the week before, I wanted to kill him and I wrote him off. And you know, in that episode, I'm over there almost freaking in tears because of what he was doing and how he was portraying it and how he, you know, and all that emotion he brought finally after 30 plus years of probably holding it in everything he'd been through, everything he has been through, um, you know, from being locked in dog cages to basically being abused by his dad. Um, I just thought the evolution of his character was the best in the series. And I think it was, I mean, Kendall, obviously, but I, I just loved the way uh, Karen Culkin um, acted. And I loved the, what he brought to the character, the imp- improvisation and all the funny lines. I mean, he made me laugh probably more than anybody in this show. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go with Jeremy Strong. I mean, I feel like it's an easy pick, but, you know, I mentioned it a few times that just the amount of emotions and things that he can play in one episode was just incredible to me like there's like moments you know just thinking about like the living plus episode where he has that like poor kendall moment with the the cloud when he knows he's not going to get the cloud uh he's got the serious you know the serious moments he's got giving the the keynote about living plus Uh, you know he was just on point i feel like you know floating in the ocean at the end of that episode, there's just always so much to his performance. And I know a lot of, a lot of stuff gets thrown at him because of his, you know, method style or kind of roundabout method style. But I thought, you know, any awards he's won or will win for this, this show are, are well-deserved. Ryan, who was your best actor? I'm going to agree with Robbie and say that it was Kieran Culkin. Uh, for his portrayal of Roman, I've I've loved Kieran Culkin since Home Alone. Uh, Benny, have you seen Home Alone? I've seen Home Alone. <laughs> All right, he was in Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Father of the Bride. She's all that, all classics. I loved, loved, loved him in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I'm sure neither one of you have seen that. Um, but his portrayal of Roman was so good um i mean like robbie said you hated him one episode and the next you you felt bad for him he had a a number of good lines there's so much that we never really found out about roman like what you know what some of his issues were or whatever but he just played it so well um that yeah i gotta give it to him all right uh best actress is our next award and I'm going to go with, I mean, again, an- another easy pick for me is Sarah Snook. I mean, we talked about the amount of times she just acted with her face and got so much across. You know, I j- just mentioned episode nine of season three, the end, where she just has that look on her face. The, you know, I think about the moment in America Decides where Kendall's finding out that she didn't call Nate and just like the, oh, fuck, I got found out face that she made. Uh, the acting that she had in Connor's wedding, you know, she was just fantastic. You know, I truly, truly hated her as a character. And, you know, that's just a a big shout out to her making you feel those things about her character. 
Uh, Ryan, who is your favorite actress? I got to agree with you and say that it was Sarah Snook um, for all the things you said. But, you know, she was uh, perfect in this role. You, you either you hated her. Sometimes you felt bad for her. There was, I mean, I think I was the most sympathetic or I liked her the most of us three. Um, but she still did a lot of shitty things. Um, but her just the way she could, you know, use facial expressions, just her eyes, like everything she did was was perfect. So that's why I went with uh with Sarah Snook. Ryan, excuse me, Robbie. There's no teleprompter here, folks. So <laughs> doing, doing this off the top of my head. Teleprompter uh, went down. Um <laughs> yeah, same thing. Sarah Snook ship uh from her facial expressions to her her you know snaps at Tom um uh, I know I got down on her a ship as the as the as the person a lot and I, I wasn't a fan but just an amazing actress and I mean you guys said it all I think the most the the thing I love about ship and and Sarah Snook is just a facial expression. She doesn't have to say a goddamn thing. You know exactly what she's thinking in that moment. I love it. And like Benny said, my, my favorite scene of hers, I think, is when she, when Tom puts her hand on her shoulder and you could just see by her facial expressions, like this motherfucker. And, uh, <laughs> no, she's, great. she's almost like disgusted, shocked. Like there's so many things on her face in that moment. She like doesn't even know what to do. Yeah, and I I feel like that's the hardest thing. I mean, I'm not an actor, but I feel like that's the hardest thing about being an actor. Like, just the facial expressions. And if you nail those facial expressions, like I said, you don't even have to say a fucking word. Everybody knows what you're thinking in that moment. So I think she delivered on every scene. And yeah, Shiv, Shiv what a great portrayal of Shiv Roy. Clean sweep for Sarah Snook. Congratulations. Our... Yes. <laughs> Final two awards are uh, a nod to our everly popular and, and fastest growing games that we've played at the end of every episode. But this is going to be a series long achievement. And the first one is the Lo Logan Roy Memorial Most Serious Person Award of the week of the year of the series. And you know what? Since he was our gracious host through all episodes of this season and this series ryan you could start us off who was your most serious person uh well it was it was kind of tough to pick this one but uh in the end it wasn't that tough i went with tom because he eventually was even though we kind of debated like maybe he may be a little bit of a figurehead or you know uh kind of a puppet for matt's and uh, he did technically win the coveted prize of CEO of uh, Waystar. So I got to give the most serious person to Tom for playing the game and getting in there and, you know, being being what he needed to be, sucking that biggest dick in that room. Tom's having an impressive showing at the Plumbies here. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, who is your Logan Roy Memorial Most Serious Person Award? Go to well, well, buddy, my Logan Roy Memorial most serious person of the series is Logan Roy. <clears throat> the man was feared. The man was smart. The man was an animal. The man was ruthless. The man was an abuser. The man was abused. He um, 
you know, at an early age kind of was set up to be this person, I feel like, with what he went through, like on the boat and, you know, being blamed for his sister's death and all that. Um, man was feared. Every single room he was in, he commanded, basically got people elected, um, fudged the news, was the news. He was Teflon, man. Everything that came came up against him, he beat. And the only thing that couldn't beat him was death. And obviously death beats all of us. But everything that he did, he came out on top. And, you know, everybody took him as a serious person, you know, unlike his siblings. But, I mean, the presence on screen, the fuck-offs, just how crude and nasty he was. The man never lost. And, you know, like I said, again, he always came out on top. So... For the entire series, that just that's just who he was, and he beat everything in front of him. So he's my most serious person of the series. Well, we're in agreement because my Logan Roy Memorial most serious person of the series is also Logan Roy. Um, you know, obviously he's not there for the last seven episodes of the season, but look at the empire that he built. Look at you know every time you know that are you know, who said it best. If not Omar, come at the king. You best not miss. Definitely and not. Kendall and the siblings and everybody else came at him multiple times. Uh, and they couldn't get the job done. And he stayed winning. He was catching dubs all over the place, caught a few dubs from the grave, as we talked about, you yep. know, on over the course of the show. But he, you know, and at the end of the day, he knew what was best for the company. He knew that the kids weren't up for it whether or not that was his fault that they weren't ready for it is another thing, but you know, he knew that the company wouldn't have been in good hands. If he turned it over to any of them, he held on until the bitter end. And he is my most serious person of the series. Love it. Our last award. And it's fitting that we, we go with this one because this is the biggest shit show at the fuck factory of the series. Uh, I'll start this one off. The my biggest shit show at the fuck factory is Roman Roy. Mm-hmm. Um constantly fucking up, constantly dealing with emotional issues, constantly dealing with abuse, constantly not being able to have real relationships or real emotions with people. Um even though I felt like he showed a little bit of progression in the last season, he is left kind of alone at the end you know i know that we think that he got this happy ending and i I think that he had a lot of weight off of his shoulder but really what's next for him you know he's maybe gonna just become an alcoholic i i don't know like i don't know what is next for roman he has no experience in anything really um he's you know alienated himself from his siblings most likely he alienated himself from jerry so there's no real route for him back into the company I, I don't know what's next for Roman. Uh, he's clearly got a lot of issues that he needs to work with and I don't uh, work through. And I don't know if he ever will. Uh, Robbie, who is your biggest shit show at the fuck factory? My biggest shit show at the fuck factory is Kendall Roy. Kendall is a broken man. A man that is, could be potentially on the verge of suicide after losing the only thing that he thought he could do for his entire life. Um, I think he was never taken seriously the entire series. I think he caught L after L after L. I think the Volta guy thought he was a joke. Um, he caught the L uh, trying to bear hug his father. 
caught it again. He tried to he caught it again when he killed that guy. He got you know that kind of screwed him up from kind of going after his dad. Caught the L again after he dimed his dad out in that press conference. Nothing came about. He was a broken man in season three until the end of this uh, end of the season when he finally confessed to killing a guy. He thought he was on top in season four, only to be you know taken out by Shiv. So I think that, you know, I love Jeremy Strong's portrayal of Kendall. I, you know, Kendall was a great character. But as far as being a shit show, I mean, you could talk about Roman and everybody, but this guy's just broken. You don't even know what's going to happen to him next. He could very well, like we said, probably kill himself. You know, he has nothing left. I mean, I know you got a couple billion in the bank, but he was destined for this role, like you said, in the in the boardroom with his siblings. And, you know, where does he go next? That's that's the big question. He's he's the biggest loser. I feel like he has nothing to live for. He's, he's a terrible father. His family's gone, and he has no real relationships with anybody. Nobody takes him seriously. They're not going to take him seriously now after he lost the company. Yeah, I agree. And, I, you know, it, it that felt like the obvious pick for me. And what, what swung it the way of Roman for me was that, like, I really didn't know what was next for Roman. Like, what the hell is this guy going to do? Whereas Kendall, I think ultimately has nothing left and kills himself. I could also see him picking himself back up and, you know, starting the next economist meets Facebook <laughs> meets, you know, shoprite.com, you know, and, and tries to, to gin something up that way. So that's why I ended up swinging to Roman in the end, but you know, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, Ryan, who was your biggest shit show at the fuck factory? Yeah, I, I mean, I was between both Roman and Kendall as well. Um, I think you're probably right, Benny, with Kendall in that he probably he probably doesn't kill himself and starts up some stupid thing. Um, my guess for Roman is that he probably someone takes advantage, some snake oil salesman takes advantage of his money and you know bleeds him dry a little bit or something. I don't know, but. My biggest shit show at the fuck factory has got to be Kendall. I hated his guts since fucking episode one. I hated his guts every episode since. And he caught the most losses of anyone. He kept trying. He would win a little bit and come crashing down so many times. And losing the company hit him the hardest. Like we said, Roman, what's next for him? Probably nothing. Who knows? Um, but it seemed like he was at least in the moment content with having that weight off his shoulders, whereas Kendall was looking to jump into the fucking water. Uh, good yeah. thing Colin is right there behind him. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for our main awards. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us for the the plummies. Before we go, though, uh, I added a little extra here called the Ani Mentions. So it's just, you know, if you had any scenes you wanted to call out, if you had any lines or episodes or anything you wanted to call out here, it's an open floor. I'll start by saying I want to give a, a huge shout out to Nicholas Bretel for the music of the series. Um, I probably spent a lot of the last week since the finale listening to the soundtracks and going through some of them and uh, just fantastic work. So shout out to Nicholas Bretel. Love it. That's a good one. Yeah, great shout out. Robbie, you have anything? I got a couple of any mentions, a couple of uh, awards. Please go ahead, because I got the, nothing. 
Now this is the <laughs> this is the gone but never forgotten award. This is for oh. some. This is for people who showed up and were never seen again. And my gone but never forgotten award goes to the Fly Guys. Good one. Whatever happened to the Fly Guys after they went to Tom's bachelor party? I mean, they were never oh, seen yeah. again. <laughs> I was like, who are the Fly Guys? <laughs> yeah. Just Love left that. them outside on the fucking train tracks. Yeah, it's, it's the fucking Fly Guys, man. They flew in from the Midwest <laughs> to hang out with Tom. And they just wanted to go to freaking Prague and they never never were seen again. That's ridiculous. I hope I hope Tom gives them, a, you know, a seat on the uh on the board. On the board. And then my last one is best acting by a non-human and that goes to the fake cat they had to put in a bag for Logan in the retired <laughs> retired nice. janitors of uh, of Idaho episode, which was an all time fucking lol. Uh, well, I do have late breaking news that I'm oh, getting in. We're, we're adding one more award. Okay, and it's uh, best good boy, and by unanimous <laughs> vote, it has gone to Mondale. So Mondale, Love congratulations it. on your award. Thank <laughs> uh, God. I have a couple of quotes I wanted to throw in that I didn't want to clog up the awards with, but I think an all-time classic is I'm interested in becoming a meth head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, so I just wanted to get the gang together early my tenure to say, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then uh, another one of my absolute favorites favorites is uh, the negative case would go, you're a clumsy interloper and no one trusts you. The only guy pulling for you is dead. And now you're just married to the ex-boss's daughter. And she doesn't even like you. And you are fair and squarely fucked. Love Carl it. Muller. Oh, Carl, the best. I bet Tom thinks about that quote while he's sitting in the big boy seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's the interloper now, motherfucker? Yeah, because he got... And he, you know you remember that because Carl was the first one to get the axe. Yeah. All right. So, any other Ani mentions before we sign off of Succession for good? Sad, sad day. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to all of our winners. This is your host of the Plummies signing off our coverage of the Plummies. Great hosting job, Ben. Great Thank job, Benny. Yeah. So. Yeah, thanks for listening this far. Hope you guys liked it. Um, if you have any awards that you think we got wrong, please send us your you know nominees or your winners. Or if you have any awards that we missed, uh, please let us know. LTBWpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and like we said before, we're going to pivot here and start talking about movies. So again... If you have movies that you want us to watch and talk about, uh, you can almost guarantee that Benny has never seen it and probably Robbie as well. Um, So send us an email. Let us know. Uh, We would love suggestions. We have a bunch to talk about uh, already, but the more the merrier. You guys want to add anything before we let the people go? I'm excited. I'm excited to get my movie game up and uh, finally be able to tell people I've seen some of the movies that they love. Yeah, finally. Yeah, me too. I'm finally I'm excited to finally have a reason to watch something. Yeah. Me too. I'm gonna have to rewatch a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, nah, it's fine. Most of those I would I probably would rewatch anyway. I can't um, wait. So again, thank you. 
hope you guys liked the succession coverage. Uh, we'll also any big shows we'll we'll be back to do um something like this as well. Maybe the next season of House of the Dragon, uh, or I don't know anything else. But uh, we love you, Robbie. Tell him good night. Good night, Carl. If your hands are clean, it's only because your whorehouse also does manicures. <laughs> Guess who just didn't kill anyone, but maybe only lost a couple of thumbs? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Love it. Good night, everybody. Signing off from the plummies. <laughs>